Namaste friends, another Sunday 8 p.m. and we are back with Gyan Ganga Words of Wisdom on our Virat Hindustan Sangam social media channels. As you know, we are on various platforms and across the globe, 121 countries watch this program on every Sunday at 8 p.m. We have a very interesting topic today, uh, Myths and Realities of India's Foreign Policy 2014-2020. 23 that is the period for the last nine years what is the realities and the myths of the foreign policy we will be in the last next half an hour discussing uh, this with dr subramaniam swami i have to thank my co-host ramesh swami and professor arvind chaturvedi for being with us on this show and i also have to thank our technical team led by ashish shetty tejas navalgul ishwar Iyer. Swami Nathan, Gadgi Rakesh, Vishal Mehta and Ajesh Nair for their support in putting this program together. Today's episode is 194th episode of Words of Wisdom Gyan Ganga. Thank you and it is over to Dr. Subramaniam Swami. Uh, thank you Jagdish. Uh, um, I'll try to be uh, as uh, brief as possible. Uh, it's a, a huge topic actually. And um, but uh, I have condensed it. Uh, you know, any policy has four dimensions that you have to discuss. Uh, one is what is the objective of the policy? The second is what are the priorities that you see in attaining those objectives? And third is what is the strategy you're going to follow uh, to achieve those, those objectives? And finally, how are you going to finance the required amount of resources that are required to implement uh, this policy? Now, I have searched and searched and searched, and I found uh, that there is no paper document in the, in the government of Modi or in any of the foreign ministries or defense ministries, which take these four things and then say, one, two, three, four, and explain. <clears throat> so I am piecing together. And uh, uh, although we have to uh, keep in mind that uh, cricket is going on and CSK is the favorite of a lot of people. Uh, so I won't uh, sort of uh, take all the time that I need to do it. And maybe we can come back when some incident happens in the international arena for India. But first of all, I would say after searching, I found something that has not been published at all. And that is the objectives of Mr. Modi's foreign policy. This was, um, uh, you know, um, uh, finalized in uh, after one year of his becoming as the chief minister, uh, prime minister. And I can I uh, read out all these, but I can, I'll do, uh, I'll do uh, it, uh, I think, uh, um, point by point of these uh, uh, these uh, the, these uh, objectives. First is the prioritizing the uh, to integrate the neighborhood first. So Modi has made neighborhood first in the uh, policy document, uh, which is incomplete. But uh, the objective is neighborhood first. So we'll have to discuss very soon in our, uh, uh, today in our Gyan uh, Ganga, um, uh, whether that has been uh, achieved or addressed 
or uh, you know or we have seriously uh, done uh, you know um, uh, taken it up the second thing that uh, i find uh, which is uh, uh, there this by the way is uh, surprisingly not published anywhere there was a i think a copy because the son of uh, the foreign minister uh, he wrote an article and then uh, i don't know where they got it from but he was of course in uh, in uh, brookings institution in washington and uh, maybe he gave it in a seminar but then uh, uh, the the uh, wire so to speak magazine picked it up uh, and uh, published it so i got it uh, sort of authenticated that way and the so second was modi said use the word act east we shall act east uh, that is he said we have been looking too much on the left uh, west uh, western countries now we we'll look at the eastern countries uh, this was the second objective uh, that he said and uh, we have to now examine whether uh, that has been uh, found in our uh in our foreign policy as executed by the uh, government then there was a question of leveraging uh, international part uh, uh, friendships our partnerships uh, that is to promote the development in the country economic development in the country so modi's uh, uh, in the five points the third this third point was that he will uh interact with countries in order to get economic benefit uh for the country uh no no strategic uh, and so on so forth now that's possible uh, some countries have managed to do it the chinese have done it very successfully in the last century uh that is the 20th century um whether they can continue it now i don't know but the fact is that time the atmosphere was very good and uh, they were able to do it so the leveraging is the leveraging of international participant uh, partnership for uh, economic development then the fourth one was uh, persuading and dissuading pakistan from supporting terrorists and terrorism uh, in the borders so this is uh, the fourth objective that the modi will uh, Uh, dissuade them persuade them maybe he'll suddenly fly in and have lunch with um, the prime minister of pakistan and then go to the wedding afterwards so i don't know what the what is what it included but this is one of the objectives i whether pakistan is persuadable whether uh, pakistan uh, can be coerced or uh, uh, you know dissuaded uh, you know by by deterrence so these are something that we have to discuss uh, i'm afraid for that we need another uh, another session of that and finally which is stated in the objectives is a vishwa guru uh, for uh, you know uh, advancing the representation and leadership matters globally that is when we talk in globally we'll talk in spiritual terms we'll talk about what we can i think uh, it was not clear but vishwa guru is not of an individual it's not uh, mr modi's will be a vishwa guru but a vishwa guru concept was a is a is a, uh, a macro concept and that is india would be a vishwa guru that is we will what we will say the world will accept and so on of course it's not happening 
So now let me come to uh, some of these uh, things uh, uh, directly and uh, uh, find out, tell you what it is. When you go take neighborhood first, has it been neighborhood first at all? Let us see how many neighbors are now with India compared to the past. And I've been, uh, I mean, directly involved in these matters because I have been friends with the Nepalese, the prime ministers, uh, many of their members of parliament. I know the Bhutanese uh, uh, king very well when I was uh, when I was law minister and uh, and uh, and commerce minister. He had come here and I, I, I was I took him around or I, I met him especially in the Rashtrapati Bhavan and talked with him. So uh, uh, same thing with Bangladesh. Uh, most of them were students in Harvard and then they went on to become in the government. So I had uh, exchanges that way. Uh, Sri Lanka, of course, I don't even have to say it. Everybody knows uh, that I have been uh, very intimately connected with Sri Lanka. Maldives also very uh, well connected, uh, not not so much now, but uh, uh, when there was a coup, uh, the uh, Rajiv Gandhi's prime minister, he asked me what should be done. And I told him, send the planes with troops and liberate, you know, throw them out. And they were actually LTT people who had come and taken over the Maldive island. So I have uh, the neighborhood, uh, I uh, have been deeply involved. I've also considered Iran as a neighbor. Neighbor, it's very close, uh, and they have a, a certain, uh, uh, you know, connections with them. So, uh, have we good relations with Nepal? Answer: No. Are we have good relations with um, Bhutan? No more. In fact, they've come and told us we'll take care of Chinese ourselves. We don't need your help. As bluntly as that, of course, our media is great, uh, you know, in the larger national interest, they didn't publish it. Um, then are we uh, in very good terms or neighborly terms with Bangladesh? No, but the lady there as prime minister, she's a very sophisticated lady. So, I mean, she doesn't allow the rhetoric to get out of hand. But the Hindus are not safe there. They get killed. Their land is taken away. And generally speaking, uh, you know, uh, Bangladesh uh, is just, you know, doesn't want us to uh, get annoyed, but they are otherwise not friendly. And uh, then Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka, of course, uh, it is our fault. Our uh, Mr. Dowal and uh, the, Mr. Jayashankar, they made a complete mess of the relationship by strutting around there, throwing their weight around, and the, the Rajabakshas and all that didn't like it. And naturally, they wouldn't like it. I, but then uh, many of us who got into the uh, act, we were able to uh, steer it. And fortunately, the prime minister also uh, went along and uh, started giving vast amounts of support uh, with uh, to Sri Lanka. So Sri Lanka uh, is OK. I mean, they're, they're, they'll stay with us when the chips are down. But they have not given up their connections with the China. They, they need not as long as they don't side with China on when they, there's a conflict between India and China. So um, finally, Maldives was very close to us and now slowly drifted into China. So and Iran, Iran, the shock of the life for everybody is that Iran and Saudi Arabia, Iran is is Shia and Saudi Arabia is uh, is uh, Sunni. Both of them can't get along with each other. 
uh, for a long, long time, but they were brought, brought to Beijing and Xi Jinping presided over the meeting and they came to a pact, the three-way pact, which in my opinion, I don't know why the media is not playing it up. It's a major strategic change against us. So uh, I would say neighborhood total failure. Uh, because where is the where is the success that you can? Is there any country which is uh, like to give? Even further on, you see uh, uh, Qatar. We were, thought they were great friends, and uh, our national security advisor had intimate friendship. This, that, all that uh, nonsense was being spread. But today, six or seven army personnel are going to be executed. Indian personnel who had earlier gone and trained the uh, uh, the uh, Qatar army. And then uh, perhaps uh, in their next assignment, they went to Israel. And so Qatar has taken a deal. It says, no, no, you shouldn't have sent them to Israel. Now they would have exchanged secrets of our country with Israel and so on. Therefore, the, the next round when these people came uh, for, uh, for helping the uh, Qatar army, they put them in jail and uh, the process, the India is doing nothing like in the Nampul Sharma's case, you know, they said uh, she, what they said, something she's, uh, she's a, um, a borderline uh, uh, member or something, something insulting about her. So to write her off completely. So therefore, we are now seeing neighborhood right across. So uh, th this is uh, another aspect. Now, uh, re, uh, um, uh, you know, bringing Pakistan around to a more, uh, you know, a, a peaceful uh, attitude towards that is so far failed. So I don't have to tell you, everybody knows that. But uh, in the future, are we going to fail uh, or are we going to succeed? If you have, what is your program? What is your thing? These things should be debated. They should be put in the parliament. They should be put in universities. They will be brought in seminars. But uh, none of that is everything is secret. You know, whether a man is a, whether a person is a man or a woman, even that is a secret now uh, for, for officials in the, in the ministry. So they, the, the kind of secrecy that's there, nobody knows really what's like this five, five objectives. Has it been put out anywhere? It's not been put out. So uh, I would say, uh, that uh, look at uh, Pakistan, uh, um, uh, you know, it's got just worse and worse. Today, Pakistan is a friend of the uh, United States. Pakistan is a friend of China. Pakistan is a friend of Taliban. Uh, and all, uh, you know, uh, that is the Americans are going to be neutralized when it comes to dealing with uh, Pakistan, with what the Americans will do. So, um, uh, and the, the Chinese are very, very strongly entrenched in Pakistan. And we have, no, you know, we are not able to do anything. The Chinese are in parts of, in POK, Pakistan occupied Kashmir, as it's called, the part which they have not yet returned back to India. So uh, Pakistan also is being, uh, uh, is, uh, uh, you know, just uh, completely um, uh, turned against us. And we are in no position to use any leverage to do it. And of course, as I we talked about Vishwa Guru, these are all slogans, and you know, people laugh abroad. People all laugh, um, and you know, we, we, we say your prime, 
our prime minister said that India will be a Vishwa Guru. So uh, I won't get in that much. I was, uh, before I hand it all over to you, uh, let me say that uh, if you look at these objectives, uh, Modi's foreign policy has been a, a disaster. I won't even call it a failure. It's been a disaster. In what way do we have a say? I want to know. Just by coming here and having cocktail parties and all, that's not do. Or he run in, uh, run in a, uh, like in the G20, run straight to Xi Jinping and shook hands and he said, oh, what master stroke and all the, this kind of rubbish, you see. We have not got an inch. The Chinese have occupied more than 2,000 square kilometers of Indian territory after 2020. It's not what they occupied in Aksai chain. It's not what they occupied earlier in Arunachal. No, no. All that has happened after eight, one to one, 18 one-to-one one meetings of Modi and, uh, and uh, Xi Jinping. And uh, Xi Jinping has circulated amongst uh, the, the, um, uh, the intellectuals in, um, in China. Uh, what uh, in, uh, 18 meetings, uh, what, what was discussed? We have not been, we have not even, you are not allowed. I have tried to get a copy of what is, we were not allowed. 18 one-to-one -one meeting with nobody there present, both spoken English. So therefore, um, I think China is, uh, is our enemy because they have occupied our territory. But you haven't taken a stand. And a unarmed country, which, uh, you know, has uh, formally, to be a good boy for the world, gave up uh, nuclear weapons, which they had, their nuclear reactors, that is Ukraine. And uh, Russians bullies walk across and start shooting using their army. They are supposed, Russians are supposed to be uh, uh, veto holders in the Security Council. Of course, I think that is illegal because uh, that seat was meant for Soviet Union. There's no Soviet Union today. And Russia is not the inheritor of Soviet Union. If Russia is the inheritor of Soviet Union, then so is um, Ukraine, or so is uh, um, uh, all these uh, states in the near a border near Afghanistan, um, uh, Kazakhstan, and etc. Uh, etc. Et so I, I would say that uh, where have we stood? And uh, we say, no, no, we were able to uh, evacuate all our students, which by going into uh, Ukraine, no. You waited on the borders of UK, and uh, that uh, uh, fellow who was there, uh, who was now the urban development minister, he was standing there waiting for Indians to cross so they can put them in a, a plane which was waiting and bring them back. That's all. Not everybody could come. We should have gone in and said, you know, declare a ceasefire. Tell the Russians, nah, you know, you can't shoot while we are there because we are supposed to be your friend. Nothing of that happened. So tell me, where is it that one place where I can claim that we have had diplomatic success uh, in these last, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be 15 years very soon. Uh, right now we are running the 14th year. We have not. So I would say that um, the foreign policy of this country has been a complete disaster and has been to the disadvantage of India. Thank you very much. Over to you, Jagdish. Dr. Swami, I have a question uh, yeah. concerning this foreign policy. What about this Quad 
and uh, BRICS. How uh, do you see it balancing the two? Uh, 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 one, you, balancing is like in Panchatantra, they used to have a bat which went and told the animals, you see, uh, I am like a rat, I've got my ears, I know I got a body which which resembles the, the rat, so I'm member of your uh, clan and then uh, went to the uh, birds and said, see, I got wings, I fly, so I'm a member of yours. And uh, when a war took place, uh, the bat went to sleep. And after the war, uh, there was a ceasefire. These two, the, uh, the birds and the bats and the animals, they discussed, where is this bat gone? So he said, why? And so he said, well, you were, they were supposed to be with us. So the other side said, they were supposed to be with us. So they went hunting for the bat. And that's why the bat cannot come during daylight. It has to stay uh, in, in, the, in, in daylight, in the darkness. And only in the night they come. So we have been like a bat. How can you be part of uh, bricks? How can you be part of uh, a quad at the same time? They are two different objectives. They are contradictory objectives. And we should have taken a clear line. We should have told uh, uh, China, you have now broken the agreement you made with Narsimha Rao. Now we have no alternative about uh, to join with the United States, get whatever weaponry we can get from the United States, and then we will evict you from our land. That's what we should have said, but we didn't. And we say we are in fact not even, we are saying, koi ni, koi ni. I mean, it's, nothing has been so disastrous a statement from a prime minister as to say when Chinese have occupied 2,000 square kilometers of your territory forcibly, killed so many of your soldiers, and you say, koi ni. even today, does anybody say China is an aggressor? Nobody says that. Oh, we have had talks. We have heard what talks? Talks about uh, uh, that they will not go any further. Not that they will vacate. So I, I, I would say to you, Jagdish, that tell me that all these things, what is the use of being a member of the BRICS if the Chinese don't care for you and enter your country? Uh, uh, this SCO meeting, they are meaningless. You're getting the Pakistanis to come here. And the Pakistan is killing our people on a daily basis in, in Kashmir. They're sending all their trained people there. Why should we have this uh, Bhutto's son come here? I mean, he's a, he's a novice. What's the point in bringing him here? There's nothing you can discuss. If you want to discuss anything in Pakistan, discuss with their army generals. They have some clout. But these guys, uh, you know, they're just uh, butterflies. So I think, therefore, what you say about BRICS and all, it's a total sham. It's not worth it. And I can tell you that I am. I practice what I preach. The Prime Minister asked me to become the chairman of the BRICS Bank. I told him I will not become the chairman of the BRICS Bank, even though it is a monstrously high uh, salary. I said I will not. Of course, the excuse I gave him is that I made a decision after I left Harvard not to go abroad and settle down or stay long in any other country. So therefore, uh, um, I, I declined it, but I knew it was going to be a bogus thing. It will not work. Today, where is the BRICS? Oh, how many of what our transactions is doing? Nothing. There's no BRICS. The Chinese have gone and uh, created a new um, uh, a new banking system with, with Pakistan is in the core. Arvind, you can go for the next Yeah, question. Dr. Swami, uh, uh, when you described the India's policies objective, uh, one yes. of the objectives you said was uh, leveraging uh, international partnership for economic uh, benefit. 
Now, yes. uh, do you think India's foreign policy in last uh, 70 years has in any way contributed to India's international trade? Especially, my question is about export. Well, take uh, with China. Uh, we are uh, exporting raw materials and bringing in the Chinese uh, industrial production. And our raw materials that the Chinese want are the best in the world. They can sell in the international market and use it. Kudre Muk Iron Ore, my God. And, you know, the whole world wants to buy it, but we are selling it all we are, uh, to the Chinese. So uh, you just see the list of commodities we are importing from China. I mean, I don't uh, think that you see problem is nobody does any reading here and the newspapers don't publish it in full. So there's no possibility of debate. If uh, I speak out there, oh, say Swami is all the time criticizing because he thinks he's a great economist or some silly thing like that, they will say. So I, I will say the, the point you have taken is well taken. There is no place. The only good thing we have done in a small way is the huge amount of relatively huge amount of economic support we gave to Sri Lanka and for which they are very grateful. And I think in the long run, it will be a factor in their being with us and not with anybody else. So, uh, but uh, the Nepalese think that we are exploiting them. The Bhutanese have now told you that we now don't need you anymore for dealing with China. Uh, so, uh, you know, we'll take care. And uh, the Chinese have come near Bagdogra. Tomorrow they cross Bagdogra and go into Darjeeling. That's the end. Uh, Assam is cut off. So uh, I don't think that there is any, been any deal which is, we can call it worthy. The Modi should openly admit that have been a failure and get new, new advisors. Uh, there are a lot of good advisors in the ministry and in, uh, in the IAS, IFS and so on. They can put up together a, a team and uh, you know get uh, good options and act according to them. But he thinks he knows everything and he speaks on everything and then he gets into trouble on these things because he hasn't understood the concept. Uh, one more question I want to ask, which is very current. Uh, uh, India has become G20 president, the leadership of G20. Do you think, I mean, the way we are projecting is that we have already become Vishuguru by uh, heading G20, which is by rotation, which is by rotation. I mean, India yes. would get it anyway, otherwise uh, it's not uh, because of particular yeah. government or particular person. So do you think yes. that India's leadership of G20 will lead or accelerate the way to become the Vishuguru? How can it, we are, why are we not in G7? Yes. That is the power house, you see. That's where we should have been. We should have, this, this celebration, because they think we are all idiots, you see. G20, we are members of G20. Before us, it was Indonesia, you see. So G20 has lots of countries which, uh, uh, which are not uh, by any way in comparison. India is, by the way, GDP properly calculated with the right kind of index numbers is third largest in the world. Hmm. Uh, the Chinese are now supposed to be the first largest and then the Americans, then us. Of course, our population is huge. So the per capita income is very small. So, but uh, still, this is the vast amount of resources you have. But we don't, uh, we don't know how to use it. Uh, we don't know how to promote uh, economic growth in our own country. Because there's no economic policy today. It's all in tatters. 
the economy, they will go on saying the World Bank says that next year we will be 6%. When next year comes, they'll say again next year will be 6%. They won't tell you what really happened. We are running at 4% today, you see. So uh, I think uh, the main problem is we are not focused. We don't care. We, we are not... Uh, we are not we don't go in a systematic way if you have a policy you have objectives then you pick up your priorities and then you put your strategy and then you mobilize your resources that package will give you results but they haven't done it dr swami my next question is based on a lot of comments we have received from our viewers on various uh, platforms they want to know from you what would be best for India, going with China or going with America? What is in our national interest? Viewers want to know. First of all, going with China is out of the questions. The Chinese will treat you the way they're treating the Russians, junior partner. Okay. And they know easily. Uh, in all the meetings they've had, they've been shouting at uh, uh, Jai Shankar and uh, Doval, and these guys have been uh, lumping it. Uh, there's no equality with uh, with uh, with Russia uh, with China at the moment, unless you smack them somewhere, make them lose, run from the battlefield. Then only they will become reasonable people. I know their psychology very well, having studied them for so long. So at the moment, that's how. As far as the Americans are concerned, we don't need their troops. We need their weapons. So we have to give them a word that we will side with you in fighting China, and. Uh, We'll say that if China invades Taiwan, we'll stand by the United States. If they invade uh, Vietnam, we'll stand with the United States. And we will join with uh, with uh, Indonesia and block the Malacca Strait for Chinese ships coming uh, through there. And I think we should also try to disentangle the Iranians because the Iranians are very smart people. Um, they may be fanatics, but uh, they even their uh, their uh, top leaders. Uh, they are very articulate, very well. Uh, I, I've been to China, uh, Iran, and I know uh, how articulate they are. Smart. I had Iranian students. Of course, they were rebels, but I had Iranian students when I taught at Harvard. So Iran is next to us. They are Shias. Shias in India are very pro BJP. I can tell you, they were pro Jansang. What to talk about uh, BJP? I have uh, held in Lucknow in those days in 1974. Uh, I have addressed meetings with uh, with the Shias, and the Sunnis are all the time killing them, and you know, in uh, in uh, in riots. So uh, Iran is a country which you should try to now disengage from China, and uh, but as far as China is concerned. Till they vacate the land, every inch of it, including Aksai Chin, don't have anything to do with them. If the Americans want to fight the, uh, the Chinese, we tell the Americans, we don't want your troops, but we want your weapons. So again, F-35, F you have all your electronics and so on. And they, they have plenty of it. They will be very happy to give it. If we say all this area in Southeast Asia, we shall monitor and see that the Chinese don't get anywhere. Yeah, but Dr. Sam, I have a very small question. Our yeah. program is for last nine years uh, policy of the government of India. But yes. in majority of the cases, our foreign policy is continuing from 1964. 
Nehru era. But for everything, we blame Nehru. But why we continue with foreign policy of Nehru? Yeah, because this non-alignment is in different ways. Oh, we are Vishwa Guru, we are acceptable to everybody, and so on. You have today, we have to take sides. Either we are with China or you're with the United States. I'm not saying that suck up to the Americans, which many of us are ready. I am telling you, you will be you'll see that Jay Shankar and uh, Doval will be the first one to run to Washington and crawl before the Americans. So I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that you should crawl before. But the Americans have now reached a stage where they feel that the Chinese have benefited from all the economic cooperation that they had with the United States. And now they are going to turn against the United States. They are already doing a lot of spying activities in the United States. So the United States doesn't have manpower because they were all retired also because they've been losing all these wars when they Vietnam, Afghanistan, etc. etc. So India is a country which can deal with China. And we have in two small uh, battles with China shown what China really is for us, which is nothing. And that was uh, one was uh, in the Sikkim border and the Sikkim uh, Nathula Pass where the Chinese tried to cross in with uh, with uh, with their uh, armory and we our uh, our troops went with tanks you know they really took their life into hands because tanks on those heights uh, they were very dangerous wiped out the Chinese and the Chinese walked out but our government at that time uh, decided that we'll not publicize it because it might hurt uh, the Chinese to do something more. Same thing with Sumdumuru Rungchu in uh, in uh, Arunachal. We gave a thrashing in 1987, and the Chinese had to run away. So our troops are ready. In Galwan also, with bare hands, they uh, they defeated them, and then we gave away Galwan to uh, to the Chinese. Said they were part of the uh, peace peace agreement. So I, I think uh, uh, when you say who to choose. I would say today the Americans have the weapons we need and the Americans want us to put our manpower to fight China. We have, uh, we can easily cooperate with them. Uh, before Arvind uh, winds up the show, <coughs> I have an announcement to make. Next Sunday, that is the 30th of April, we won't be having Gyan Ganga words of wisdom due to logistic reasons as many of us are not available on that day and because of the travel plan so this is to just inform our viewers and listeners that sunday the 30th of april uh, our show will not be there but the following uh, sunday in the month of may we will be available as usual on gyan ganga words of wisdom over to arvind thank you thank you jagdish for making this uh, known to our viewers our viewers have been supporting us and since you have been involved in traveling, Dr. Swami has been traveling. So there are occasions when we have to postpone our program. So 7th of May will be our next program. Dr. Swami, today, thank you very much for your insight on the foreign policy of government of India in last nine years. And you are the right person, in fact, to, 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 to provide a policy to the government of India. Unfortunately, the government of India is not paid to your suggestions for different reasons, different political reasons, I would say, and uh, otherwise the credit will go to you. You are an expert on China. You provided the, the, the correct position. But our China policy is also uh, not straightforward. But anyway, uh, we have had a discussion. Uh, Jagdish, thank you very much for this uh, 
program. Our technical team should be thanked for uh, continually supporting us in technically improving this program. In 194th episode, uh, I must thank a team led by Ashish Shetty, Swaminathan, Tejas Navalgul, Gadgi Rakesh, Ishwar Ayer, Vishal Mehta and Ajesh Nair. 7th of May, we will be meeting with Dr. Swami and a new topic. Till then, viewers, Namaskar, Jai Hind. Jai Hind. Thank you.